You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS Podcast with hosts John Impemba and James Grande. What is going on, everybody? John Impemba here with James Grande. Welcome to the Better Baseball MLB DFS Playbook Live Show here for Tuesday's main slate here, James. We had uh, three games on a Monday to kick off the week, but it is the final week of the MLB regular season, and we pretty much have loaded slates throughout the rest of the week here. Starting with 11 games, it's kind of been our, our big Tuesday slate all season long. Yeah, Tuesday slate is typically um, the biggest one on the border, that and Friday, at least uh, during the week. So, yeah, an interesting slate. Um, a lot of playoff implications on the line here, John. So um, there is still a lot of meaningful baseball. I mean, there's a lot of teams playing spoiler, too. I mean, yeah. you down the, up and down this list. Yankees are playing Toronto. Toronto currently looking jockeying for a wild card spot. Um, the Cubs in Atlanta. Uh, Justin Steele and the Cubs hold the last wild card spot. They have to face Atlanta to start right. the week. Like that's uh, not great. Houston and Seattle, you know, could knock each other out. Whoever mm-hmm. wins the series could essentially knock the other one out. So there's a ton still on the line uh, heading into this final week. More than I think. We've had in recent years, but this is also due to that extra team added in each in each league. Like uh, this, we would probably wouldn't have had this many teams still alive a few years ago. But uh, it does bring more excitement to baseball, so it should still be a, a very fun uh, week of DFS. And unlike you know the sport that you and I cover every day, starting next month, NBA. Yeah. End of the year does not – I mean, there is barely yeah. anything to play for, and you don't see any starters playing. Well, I will say the new implementation uh, – the new rules for the NBA with benching, resting multiple stars uh, sure. and all these things and, and minimum games played in order to be eligible for Agreed. all teams, and, like, that's going to change. Uh, maybe change, or maybe these players don't care about being an all-NBA <laughs> or, or anything like that. But, uh, sure. yeah, I agree. We'll, we'll talk a lot about that during the uh, NBA season. Uh, we do have the Dodgers in cores on this slate. That's obviously the, like the big one here. Um, you know, we, we finished the year out with some cores games, uh, large slates with major offenses in cores. Obviously, puts a lot of rostership expectations likely going in those directions. Uh, we do have a couple of potential rain situations we'll watch over. One of those being in Atlanta, Chicago, Atlanta. We know summertime in Atlanta. I guess. Fall now? Oh, it's officially fall. fall. No, it's fall. fall. Yeah. Now, but still you should warm. see my house, John. Trust me, I know it's fall. I mean, we have we have the wreath, we got the mat, we have uh, the so, so the decorations for you are fall, like, but you're still dealing with like 80 degrees. Unlike <laughs> in New England, where it was actually like 55 and rain today. So, like, you know, we were feeling it. Uh, and then we have the White Sox also dealing with uh some potential rain in Chicago. So things to pay attention to on this slate here before we do jump into the DraftKings slate, though. Uh, shout out to our friends over at RT Sports. If you go to rtsports.com slash alarm, use promo code alarm23. New users will get a 100% deposit match up to $200. I had a really good uh, RT Sports pick'em day this past Sunday, just game stacking that Chargers Minnesota. went for, Hit the uh, hit the 40Xer, James. So uh, rare to go six for six, but we got it done on Sunday, and you can too. Uh, and you can use your deposit match money to do so. Uh, so go check that out uh, when you can. We have RTS, RT Sports videos out each day uh, to get you ready for uh, this upcoming NFL slate. All right, that aside, break into DraftKings now. we got to get 11 games here on that main slate, as we talked about. Uh, pitching is a little interesting. Again, only two guys up over the 
$10,000 mark one, and Kevin Gossin is at 11-5 here against New York. Uh, we have talked a lot about right-handed pitching against the Yankees this season. We've also talked a lot about having Kevin Gossman has seemingly screwed us anytime we put him in our in our lineup. Uh, you know, 10 strikeouts, shutout against the Yankees last time out, 10 strikeouts against Kansas City, two starts prior. I, I think you just have to go back to the well here with Kevin Gossman. Yeah, I mean, he's dominated the Yankees this year. Yeah. If you look at the three starts he's made against them, uh, 20 innings, two earned runs, done 31 strikeouts in 20 yeah. innings. Like, it's just... So you think about that in 20 innings. I mean, he's averaging he's averaging over 10 strikeouts an outing against yeah. the Yankees yeah. this year. So, like, you know, this this recent outing, he had 10. He had 10 the last one, and he had 11 the outing before. Like, it's actually been just the domination of the yeah. Yankees. And and as you mentioned, it's, you know. We've we played, we played him against like other teams this year, and he's gotten lit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but, yes, I would agree with you. Uh, it's one of those things where if you're a poker player – uh, you're like, oh, I always lose with aces. And it's like, no, you don't. You just remember losing with aces. You know, like you win with aces way more. And it's the same thing with Kevin Gossman, obviously. But, right. uh, you know, you definitely remember putting him in a, in a good spot and he gets rocked. You're like, son of a gun. Here we go again. But uh, 100% in on Gossman. It's an 11-game slate, though. He's 11-5, and we have the Dodgers in course. So I'll be very curious to see how many people <laughs> get to Kevin Gossman at 11-5. Where are you going after that, though? I mean, Eflin against Boston in Boston feels a little iffy. Uh, Justin Steele gets Atlanta in Atlanta. Don't love that. George Kirby against Houston. We've gone down to Bailey Overtrain a few different times. Uh, he, again, one of those spots where it's like you feel like he's hurt you more than he has helped you, but it's Oakland, right? And Oakland's been the chalk starting pitcher matchup for a month now. My problem is Bailey Ober has no longer pitched deep into games. Like, when is – I mean, you can't – July 23rd, John, mm-hmm. that is over two months since he's last given us a sniff of a call. It was weird. Like, he's weird not even – is like – so 78, well, 73 got, pitches, obviously. But then 93 and 97, he just hasn't been efficient right. enough to get there. So I'm encouraged by the pitch count, at least. I don't disagree, but like it, it just doesn't give you any confidence. Like some of these matchups, John, twice against Detroit over this span, mm-hmm. once against Kansas City, mm-hmm. twice against the White Sox. Like none of these matchups are like outside of what Texas and Milwaukee. Yeah. I, I will say like, those are at least divisional matchups. Sometimes sure, they have a better sure. book on you, but. Um, I agree. Those are not great offenses that he is struggling against here. I'm just telling you, I think there's going to be some pretty good roster ship on Bailey over here. Well, I'm going to pivot. I got two pivots pivots, for you. Okay. Uh, Braxton Garrett, 8,600. I know the Mets have been good against left-handed pitching. Dude, Braxton Garrett might be having one of the more underrated seasons as starting pitcher this year. I would say like, especially lately when you look up and down the ledger, um, I mean, he left that Dodger start, uh, which was unfortunate, or, or he didn't leave the Dodger start. He just threw a lot of pitches in the Dodger start. But outside of that, like really dating back to a start against Colorado, which was random that he was bad against July was the last time he pitched poor. Yeah, well, he has pitched extremely well since that's what I think did him in a little bit too. At least in the minds, I think of, of fantasy managers was those were those July starts. Right. He had really, he finished July with the shadow against Detroit. 
They got rocked against Colorado, Baltimore, kind of banged up a little bit against Philly and Seattle. Not terrible, but he was cruising going into those starts. Came out of July with like a six ERA for the month, and everybody's like, oh, he kind of regressed a little bit. But he hasn't given up more than three earned runs since then. So I'm I'm kind of with you. The strikeouts are nice. It is the Mets. I know we just shut them out as well, so that's good. But, you know, uh, Howard Bender talks about this sometimes, a pitcher facing the same team two times in a row. Sometimes they have a better feel for how they're going to be attacked. You know, Alonzo and Lindor and those guys can hit lefties pretty well. Um, I do. I don't mind it though. I, I think he's a guy. He's certainly a viable play. Plus, even though Miami is considered a pitcher's ballpark, you look at his home road splits: two five two ERA on the road this year versus a four four on at home. So, um, could be a good could be a good spot. All right, he's your one other pivot. Where where is the next pivot for you? Right under him is Seth Lugo. Yep. 8,400 against the, the, I mean, uh, we talked about it a lot last week and I was telling you like, just use pitchers against the giants. They have fallen off a cliff. Everyone is bad offensively. Now Wilmer's banged up. Like this offense is just abysmal. They're now two games under 500 after like being in the thick of the wildcard race, the entire season. Um, and, and you could see the running on the wall when they didn't sign Aaron judge this off season, their offense was just not up to snuff. Mitch Hanniger and Michael Conforto, were their two biggest signings. And that's obviously come back to bite them in the last season or the last month or so. Uh, and on the flip side, Seth Lugo, you know, another guy that you look at and you're like, maybe he should have been a starter his entire career because he hadn't been going into this year. I know he had the tough start against Houston, but he's bounced back really nicely. Uh, six innings, three runs, seven strikeouts against Oakland and a win. Uh, six innings, two earned, seven strikeouts against Colorado. And again, the Padres are nine and one over the last 10 games. Like they're actually tied with the Giants. Both teams technically still alive in the postseason. Um, they'd have to have some drastic change, like the Cubs getting swept by Atlanta and the Marlins getting swept and all this stuff. But um, Seth Lugo, good line to get a win against a struggling Giants team in a great ballpark, yeah. by the way, because they're playing in San Francisco. Yeah, Lugo's been pretty good this year. Another, you don't talk about surprising. Yeah. starters right i mean we were we were kind of pitching and picking against him earlier on in the year and then he settled down and it's like all right i guess he's I guess we're in here for the long haul <laughs> um we get down to some value i don't know again not, not a lot that i've like find myself gravitating towards i think andrew heaney maybe a little bit at sixty eight hundred dollars um just for strikeout well potential. well well you, you segued that perfectly for me thank you we're done talking about strikeout potential there's nobody with strike more strikeout potential right now than six thousand dollar Michael King. Sure, I know it's Toronto, John, but I mean, thirteen strikeouts against Toronto his last time, and he had eight and nine strikeouts in Boston and Milwaukee. The starts, the two starts prior, like it's. I, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm like all gung ho about Michael King, like using him here, but dude, he has thirty strikeouts yeah. in his last. 17 and two thirds innings. Yeah. Like this is another guy who is being used as a reliever. And they're like, you know what? Maybe he's good in like long. It's good to see the pitch count get where it is at now too. 79, 87, 101 in the last three. So they're, they're letting him ride. So good to see. So the only, the only thing about it is if you're playing Gossman, you're, you're not playing Michael King, right? That's, that's your, uh, that's your well, one. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, he's only $6,000. Sure, that's fair, so, and, and, that, and that's why, like, that's why when you said Heaney, I was like, well, I, I get it. I, I'm not saying I disagree, but like, if we're if we want to talk I about mean, he's lost, to, he's lost 
his last two starts <laughs> it's, and it's, had 20 and 36 insane. fantasy points. So sure. He's had 20. I mean, look at the last. So he became a starter um, in late August. He has gone for 17 fantasy points yeah. in five straight. So I don't, I, I wouldn't hate, again, it's probably going to be a super low play. And as I mentioned, maybe you don't see a lot of people getting Gossman because they'd rather go the King over route here or something. But sure. um, I agree that King is, is in a really good spot here. Um, again, Heaney for me, I know the innings haven't been there lately um, for him, uh, but he's going to rejoin the rotation. So you know, you're you're just kind of expecting maybe that pitch count to be up now a little bit more. And LA's, you know, what is LA at this point? So yeah, uh, but you're right. You'll save a lot of money going going to King uh, on a big slate. Um, I got nothing else here though. I'm not looking to pitch anybody. I, if Jose Urania shuts down Arizona, I'll be pretty upset. <laughs> uh, I know he he handled Washington pretty well the last time out. I got banged up by Minnesota, but threw like four no-hit innings against them at first. So, like, yeah, but this should be an all-in Arizona day. So, I would say the only other name, maybe Joey Lucchese, but it's not like I'm not like entirely yeah. confident there. I like Braxton Garrett on the other side. Lucchese has pitched well. Yes. The last three starts he's made. Two earned or three earned runs. Miami early two earned runs are pretty realized. good against lefties. They have Solaire back, right? So, yep, uh, yep. They're yeah, they're pretty. I mean, their offense is outside of. Uh, I mean, they're pretty full strength mm-hmm. right now. Their offense. I, I think Arias is day to day. He's. I don't know if you saw what happened to him, but just poor guy. Poor poor Marlin trying to get back into this race. Huh? Yeah, no kidding, right? Um, all right, let's move on over to the infield position. 11 games here, obviously a lot of targets to attack. Um, where do you find yourself uh, looking first here? Uh, where do I find myself looking first, and why is it Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman? Well, um, <laughs> they're in cores, first and foremost, right? Uh, I know they're the second and third highest priced plays on the slate. You'd actually be paying $800 and $700 more for them than you would if you used them plus Michael King. Um, so, I mean, they get Ryan Feltner. Ryan Feltner, 513 ERA. Might be the best on the Rockies staff this year, but 513 ERA is mm-hmm. a 513 ERA. Um, I know he's coming off five scoreless. He got shelled against the Dodgers earlier in the year. And, you know, just another guy at home, 675 ERA. He's allowed uh, opponents... 314 batting average in his three starts in course. So uh, really hard not to gravitate immediately to um, the Dodgers guys. I think this is a very good Dodgers slate. Max Muncy at 5,500 as well. Um, he really stands out uh, for other infielders. I mean, I know, you know, it's a tough ballpark to hit in, but Manny Machado gets a lefty against Kyle Harrison. I know Harrison's a, a very highly coveted prospect, but I, we've talked about it a bunch lately. Like, San Diego's offense has been really good yeah. for, for what it's worth. They they have returned into the offense that they should have been earlier in the year. And if that was the case, they'd probably firmly be in the playoffs right now um, if they this team showed up earlier in the year. Uh, Josh Jung gets another lefty at $4,800. He gets Reed Detmers. We know uh, his left-handed hitting pedigree has been on full display all year. And same can be said about Ha Young Kim at 4700 We know Kim 
has been dynamite. You get three, three Padres players with shortstop eligibility here. So uh, which I think yeah, I mean, it just make it make sense, Sean. Make it make sense. It's, I mean, you can't play Kim at – oh, you can now. Okay, he's at second base again. So 4,700 for him there at second. Um, I'm cur- curious to see uh, Christian Javier this in this one. I don't mind Crawford against him sure. at, you know, for a shortstop play. Um, Nato gets a lefty if you're not in on Heaney. We know Nato always hit lefties really well for some value at short yep. as well there. Uh, some first baseman that I generally find myself um, gravitating towards a little bit here. Uh, again, I'll stack anybody against Urania. So Christian Walker is someone that I'm in. Catel Marte is somebody that I'm in on. Uh, Gabe Moreno, you know, that whole crew. So I'm, I'm pretty much looking to get these stacks going here. Yeah, a stack you we might be able to get as well if you're not in on Joey Lucchese and you think uh, Lucchese has been a little bit of a fugazi here. Um, the Marlins, sure. who, again, are in their half a game out of the final wildcard spot behind the Cubs. And Jake Berger and Josh Bell are on fire right now, hitting in the middle of the lineup. Jake Berger hitting over 400 his last 10 games. He's going to hit 40. Josh Bell over... you think? Where, where are we having Berger? No, we're we're probably not going to get 40. Probably ends like 35, 36. He's slowed down a little bit going from – he's been a better hitter for Jake Berger uh, overall sure. than he has been like a power hitter in Miami. In Miami or in, in Chicago, he's just hitting home right. Runs, right? And then Miami, he's hitting the middle of the order. He's just mashing like – gap to gap, just getting on base. I don't know if he's read the story. His wife was watching one of his games and uh, called him up after and said she, that he needs to make an adjustment. <laughs> and he and he made it, and he's taken off. Since. So uh, shout out to Jake Berger's wife for that. Um, but Josh Bell, another guy, 3,900, hitting over 400 over his, last, uh, over his last 10 games. And he hits well from the right-handed side of the plate. So, you know, the Marlins... Other than Lu- Luis Arias, who's not confirmed out for this game, right. but he did step on the baseball and then tripped over it again when there was in the dark. I mean, it's just, what are we doing? Right. But um, yeah, I think the Marlins are really interesting here, especially at the prices. They're they're not expensive whatsoever. If you're not on Bailey Ober, obviously Geloff hits righty as well. No to the lefty. Yep. So if you're, if you're fading the Ober chalk, uh, a couple of guys you can get to in Oakland. Uh, in the outfield here again, loaded up top, Acuna, Betts, Judge, Julio against Javier. Bellinger, we haven't talked a lot of Cubs against Elder, but Elder's kind of slipped a bit here. Um, Belly yeah. at 62, Tatis gets the lefty and Harrison, Jordan, Carroll, Martinez, like <laughs> all elite, elite plays. And we've only not even get, talked about a guy over 55, under 5,500 yet. Yeah, I mean, you can play any and all of them. Um, I don't, it's hard to like necessarily choose a favorite. Um, hard not to like jd martinez in recent form um i told you the other day like i love jd martinez he's hitting righties and lefties right now and he hit a home run yesterday or uh sunday i should say two for four two doubles like still gets you there so i love jd martinez um hard not to like jordan in any format i would say i guess mookie is by default my favorite jd martinez is second uh and then tati's probably third that's fair. Uh, moving on down the list, where do you look to go? Uh, any other like obvious standouts for you in the lower 5K tier, upper 4K range? Solaire, probably. I mean, righty-lefty, he matches lefties better than almost anybody in baseball. Um, probably another guy who might hit 50 home runs if he played a full season. 
um, this year, 133 games, 36 home runs. So I would say Jorge Soler is the one that stands out to me the most um, in the low 5K. I'd agree with you. I like Nolan Jones here. I know Miller's pretty good, yep. but I'll take Nolan Jones the way he's playing in cores. Um, feels pretty good. Uh, I don't know how many people will play Atlanta against Steele, so you could have a low roster in Atlanta here. A- Steele's been bad last two. Dude, he's been shelled the last yeah, two starts. 12 earned. He's still like. No, great. A good player, right? No, no, no. He's been great, but I'm just saying six earned against Pittsburgh, yeah. six earned against Arizona and back. Could just be one of those things. He's thrown 168 yeah. innings. He's made 29 starts. Like, that's not something he's done yeah. before. So I, I like Ozuna, obviously, if, if you know, we, we get we get there. Um, how What are our thoughts on Blackburn? Do we go back to Minnesota? We didn't mention any really in the infield. Uh, Kepler sitting here at 45. Yeah, I mean, we can. It's, you know, Minnesota's obviously a better ballpark than it would be. The only thing you have to worry about Paul Blackburn is he's a guy who doesn't allow a lot of home runs, mm-hmm. just 10 home runs in 20 games, five over his last 10. He's a ground ball pitcher. So um, you can get to Kepler. I, no, I'm not like – I'm very indifferent about the Twins, uh-huh. I think, in general. Uh, Tanner Houck struggles against lefties. He's pretty nails against righties. They have a 299 slug against him, a 260 Woba. Uh, but lefties have a 530 slug against Tanner Houck. So, um, you know, Josh Lowe uh, is a guy maybe you take a look at at 44. Yes, and Josh Lowe also been stealing like a madman lately again. So um, if the guy gets on, he runs, and he has a lot of power. He's about to, he's going to be a 2034. Maybe mm-hmm. a 2035 guy by the by year's end. I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> definitely not. Projected that uh, so yeah, against Elder, Elder um, against Fountain, yeah. two guys also in the low 4Ks. Yes, Saya has been great. Um, this is the, who the Cubs wanted last year, and they got him for like a month, and then they didn't get him until mm-hmm. like two months ago this year, and then he's been a monster. So uh, I think Saya's just. Until he's like approaching 5K. Yep, just I agree cheap. with you. Where are we going under 4K? Under 4K. Um, I mean, Joe Adele is interesting against Heaney uh, mm-hmm. only because the power. Uh, Jared Kelnick has been okay lately. Um, I know you gave him a shout the other day. And he's a power speed guy. Like he has, despite only playing or despite, yeah. you know, missing a lot of time, 11 home runs, 13 stolen bases. Like he was on pace for a bunch of home runs and a bunch of steals, just kind of like his profile suggested. So Kalnick, um, $3,800. Is $3,600? I don't know if he'll be in the lineup, but he should Dude, be. He's, um, but 362 at a 982 OPS, like he's never fallen off since being called up. He's been you know, a couple bags, some power, uh, pretty good play. Yeah, he's just mm-hmm. a pretty good player. Turning into a steal that uh, Christian Vasquez tried to get in, Manuel Valdez and Wyler Brayu for – a catcher of the Astros don't even have anymore. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. uh, sometimes, yeah. sometimes uh, these guys know what they're doing, even though the GM's no longer the GM of the club. So <laughs> that's well, that I, I feel like that wasn't exactly like the the best or the most favorite. Well, move the team needed the, a lot uh, more help, and uh, but you know what? He he identified some good young players for the Red Sox, but. Uh, let's see. You can go against Detmers with like Leotis. Final thought. Grossman. Dude, Grossman, thirty-one. He get hits lefty as well. Yeah, the whole the whole Rangers outfield. Oh, Lourdes Curry. I know. Well, remember the other? I think it was last the first slate I was back. It was against 
uh, Luke Weaver, <laughs> yeah, who shut the know, Arizona so offense down. Um, <laughs> I think Lourdes was like thirty three hundred dollars or something like yeah, that. I would, I would definitely play Lourdes versus Urania there. Thirty six. Um, see, Tyrone Taylor, three thousand yeah. dollars. He's been hitting home runs lately. He gets a lefty in Zach Thompson. Uh, he doubled down the other day. He's hitting three hundred, almost yeah. eleven hundred OPS last ten. Oh, man, all right, let's build a lineup. Like we're gonna plug King in. I like that call. You wanna go King in like Lugo? Right, yeah. King and Lugo gets his forty four fifty a play here. We're gonna plug Mookie, Mookie, and what yep. Freeman, I guess, and see what we can do here. If we don't want to play, well, hold on. If we don't want to play Freeman, I don't think that has to be that automatic. JD Martinez has been as good as Freeman, probably, probably better, like consistently when he's been in the lineup from like a okay. DFS standpoint. I know Freeman's the one hitting 332, uh, but he's also played 154 games, and JD's played not, like 100 games and has sure. seven more home runs. I'm gonna go Moreno at 29 because I don't like, I don't, I don't like Jose Urena. So. Yeah, and I don't know if you've seen yeah, Moreno hitting just... second these days. Well, he hit second yeah. without Cattell Marte, but um, hey man, he's got to keep player. producing. Uh, let's see, first base here. There's a lot of IL on this list, huh? Holy! Let's see if we can do a little Arizona stack. Christian Walker, thirty-nine fifty for a third short and outfield. Yep, burger. burger. Yeah, I like burger. Forty-five. What was our value outfield down here? NATO NATO was a value third or shortstop. If we wanted to go there, thirty or. Or a little John Birdie double dong action the other day. He's hitting 455. 455 over his last 10 games. I don't, even, don't have to play John Birdie. I'm just also I'm also just saying that uh, John that's Birdie crazy. is back. That was a crazy, crazy stat line. I mean, he's cheaper. I'll go Birdie. That's fine. 4,100 for two outfielders. We definitely had a 3K guy down here that we ran on. Who was it? Any Ranger, any Rangers outfield, yeah, or Lourdes Gurriel, or Lourdes gets us 46. 46 gets us. Um, bah, 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 bah. What do we want to do here? Could uh, I was going to say Charlie Olives, but um, I mean, can what do we got for the rest of the Dodgers outfield? I think well, Hayward's I Outman's decent. There. If we didn't do Burger, let's see, do if we save a little money. Can we get Carol here? What do we need to do to get Carol? Carol gets us. We have $3,500 third baseman. What do we do? You want to do like Willie Castro versus Blackburn? Yeah, he just hasn't. Uh, I feel like he's been out of the lineup a lot. Jimmy Arrow? Yeah, yeah, uh, hell yeah, Caminero for sure. Yeah, he's a goat. He's a goat. He hit lefties really well at um, the minors, but like he okay. also just so we got a little Dodgers in Arizona stack uh, with the one off birdie, one off Caminero, uh, King and Lugo is our pitcher. Six hundred dollars left over, so you can play around with it if you need to go up or down. Uh, more than happy to do so. Uh, we'll have the playbook out for everybody. Uh, who's on the playbook? Freeland, James, Henry. Henry, Henry, Henry's Henry. Henry. So be on the yep. lookout for that. Uh, get us in Discord. Get us on Twitter if you have any questions, and we'll catch you guys later.